what was like the last like chicken place you went to? Chicken place I went to. It could be like Chick Fil A, probably Chick Fil A, but that would have been years ago. So I think we've had. I don't know. Maybe we. Maybe we had some. This throws me off, right? So last burger place, the burger place I normally go to is either Burgerville because they have the the veggie bean burger, right? Like if I'm going to eat a cheeseburger, I'm going to eat the, in my mind, the healthiest cheeseburger I can get, even though it doesn't taste anything like a beef cheeseburger. And so, and then my wife has celiac disease. I'll ask for like a gluten, gluten free bun, Mm -hmm. even though it's like a dollar extra on the order. And so I'll get like a cheeseburger with a gluten free bun, basically feeling like I'm eating a sandwich with beans in it, right? But it's good. So and then last week, uh, I was scrolling through uh, DoorDash and I was like, oh, I want to try something different. You know, I'm like I, I'm not. My wife was filling Five Guys. I was like, I don't want Five Guys. That's too greasy. I, I just not didn't sound good. I was like, what about Chick Fil A? Well, my wife has a big thing on Chick Fil A because my wife thinks that they, you know, because of their point of views on certain things, right? Because oh, they, I don't. They're a religious organization, uh, fast food oh. place that's closed on Sundays. So my wife has her opinions on that. But I ordered it anyway because I just wanted to try it. I'm like, I don't give a shit. They're trying to convert gay mm. people. I'm like, I just want my burger. And so we get Chick-fil-A, and we order it with a gluten-free bun because they had it as an option. Yeah. They brought everything individually like individually packaged. It was the strangest thing. So the That's usually gl- how food comes. No, no. The gluten-free bun was in a plastic wrapper like it was pulled oh, out of Oh, you're freezer. talking about each ingredient was? Each ingredient was packaged. What? Even the fresh tomato was in a bag. The cheese was in a bag. The meat was in a bag. Then what am I paying you for? Yeah. I felt like you just grabbed – you went to the freezer section of a grocery store yeah. and just put everything in a box. Because that should be part of the price is that – now, it's, I'm not going to – I don't want to go down this road. But that's that's part of the reason why I am very um, sparse with my tips. I mean if I'm eating at a restaurant, that's one thing. But like they always give you the tipping option when you go to like Burger King or McDonald's yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And it's kind of like I feel like part of this price – is the convenience fact? Okay, it's the, obviously the burger itself, right? Mm-hmm. But then part of that price, I would imagine, is also the service fee. They're yeah. they're they're factoring that in. Okay, then it's the convenience fee. They've obviously thought. What of is that. convenience fee? Well, you don't have to go make it yourself. We're giving you somebody to make it. So it's kind of like I would imagine. I would imagine it's separate from not only their wage, but kind of like how fast we're providing you the service. So be- we have a I- drive-through. Where you can get your food in and out real fast, you know. Do they charge convenience fees for that? I'm making. I don't know. I'm imagining that they do. Somebody's crunching numbers, and they're like, "How and that's can included we? in the price of the it meal?" It might be a half a penny per burger. I'm just. The point is, is that you're paying multiple factors in this one dollar fifty burger or whatever they charge for burgers. Okay? Yeah. So that's why I'm always really sparse with like tips, like because I'm like, you know, especially when it's a fast food restaurant. <laughs> I, I, I'm. It's not. I'm not. I'm I, exactly the same way, but people frown upon it so much. Like, it, it, again, don't get me mistaken. If you're at a nice restaurant and there's a waitress or a waiter that comes up to you, they check in on you frequently. They give you extra. You know, they're filling up your water the second you take yes. a drink. I get it. I get that too. But do you tip your food delivery people like DoorDash, Grubhub, like outside I, outside of the automated tip that is on the on your app? I do actually. Mostly because I don't do it that often, so I feel like when I do do it, it's like, okay, I'll, I, I I can justify better than if I went there and I did that every day. But the McDonald's or the fast food restaurants like that, I don't because I feel like this is your this is your job to be making me burger like to make my burger exactly just just grab it from one person and hand it out the window. Why would I give you a dollar? And to be and the, for them to feel entitled to it, like I get it because like each time I tell people, I'm like. I, you know, when I go to a nice restaurant, 
I'll tip the person based on the service and what they provide me. If they're if they're giving me shit service, why should I feel obligated to tip them when they're not doing anything like even the basic that, level? That's the point is if you're doing your job, basically so the tip is to encourage them to be a good to provide good service. Exactly, and but that's what I'm saying is if all you're doing is okay, if I get a black coffee and I, you know, you fill up my black coffee, why would I give you an extra tip for just put you know filling the coffee? Yeah. That, but again, if I'm ordering like you know several course meal, and you're checking up on me frequently, you know, da, 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 sure, of course. But I, I, the, the thing that pisses me off the most is that now, whenever you use your card, it's like a standard buttons for tips, and the lowest one is like fifteen percent. Yeah, it's, it's like three dollars for like. Yeah, that's like their minimum. They they do that on purpose. It's like the smallest amount is like fifteen twenty percent. Is that supposed to be the normal amount? <laughs> I think I thought normal was ten, but maybe I'm. I thought. Oh, well, I don't know. I have no idea. I, I just thought ten percent's like. The, I, I had it in my head. It was fifteen. But, I don't but know here's where the thing: from. if you talk to anybody who worked, we have friends who who are in the service industry, or they used to be. And if you ever mention anything having to do with tips around them, they're gonna they're gonna die on that hill about like you better tip them twenty percent. They, they, that's how they make a living. It's like okay. no, it's not the only way to make a living. Yeah. If you want to make a living somewhere else, you just quit this job. I'm also yeah, I'm also a person where I'm in general, you know, I'm I support like you know, I support helping people who are making minimum wage so, you know, they can survive. Sometimes some of these wages that they pay these people are so so small and they and it's like you can't make a living off of it. I get it. I like to help people out occasionally. But at the same time, there needs to be some kind of drive and push to get you to want to be better in life. You know exactly. Instead you, of trying to milk the most out of a job that was never meant to provide you a large amount of things. Well, I mean, that's why that's. I mean, we learned about it in school. That's why, um, or I did in college about like automation. It's like obviously, uh, you know, if you heard like McDonald's uh, getting like a not a robot, but well, they do have robots, and they're always talking about trying to adapt those yeah. into the into the kitchen. They have that in coffee shops too. Yeah, but but like for example, if uh, if you ever um, like the Home Depot that's over by Reynolds High School, there's a Taco Bell in front of it and a Burger the one King. One by Walt Morey. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So that one that has a kiosk now at the front. Oh yeah. And so if you use that, then, like they don't have like a front desk person anymore for the most part. So that technically eliminated a job. And so there's a big, you know, outcry but you know what came about out like, of it. Amazingly delicious flavors. Yeah. Like, cause you can get random combinations of flavors that you can never get in any other fast food place. Well, that, but I'm talking about a kiosk for ordering that you're you talking, know you'd have to communicate with. Yeah. 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 They, and then like, they just give you your food. The point I'm making is like, I understand it takes away a job. So if, if you get into automation and you're taking away these lower paying jobs, but the goal is at least in the long run. That it's, you know, the next, maybe it's like the next wave of people, 16 year olds, 18 year olds. Once those jobs start going away, well, now you're going to push yourself to, to get the next tier level job. Yeah. So now hopefully it breeds more engineers. It breeds more mechanics who will work on those robots or more designers. Or oh, more. yeah, because you're going to have people backing finance, like the financial aspect of this yeah. progression. Just like there used to be people who, um, oh, uh, uh, who did like print work and whatnot? I th yeah. Or there, there like, was, like the people in those dark rooms with photography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, now you can just push a button and and it prints it out. Well, there were people who got degrees in that, and mm -hmm. so of course it screws them over because they're like, I got a. I, I remember talking to people who got a degree in something like that, like prints or print whatever it was, and now all that stuff got phased out, 
So they ended up losing their jobs, and of course it screws that generation over, that wave of people. But then the next one is like, well, I can't do that now, so now I have to – They should do a follow-up of those people because you know, there's such a fear of like of automation or the progression of the next level of how the world is going to operate, right? Like your job's being replaced. It's just like – it's like if um mechanics who are working on cars, public transit, and then all of a sudden electric vehicles come in. Now they have to completely change how they operate and work on these vehicles, right? Even though they just spent years in school learning how to work on diesel engines, uh, gas engines, different things. Now they're – to keep their jobs, they got to switch over and work on electric vehicles. So they should do a documentary about people who get their jobs replaced. What do they continue to do with life? Is it that sad that they I don't want to do it? it's a sad movie because the ones I've talked to, they're not doing the best right now. Maybe again, that's why. They got a degree in some of this stuff, and they were living well, but because that degree was so specialized, they didn't really To transfer. be honest with you, how many people do you know that don't have – that have a, a degree? Like they just fresh out of college that aren't making any money with that degree. Oh, I'm sure there's a ton. I know at least five that have a degree in philosophy or a master's of philosophy and have no job. But see, at the same time, if if you chose to go this really specific path, I'm not saying philosophy necessarily is. Maybe it is. But like for example, I love my little sister to death, but she's right now going for fish and wildlife or some kind of fish and wildlife degree. That's really cool though. Okay. It's, it's awesome, especially if you want to do that for a living. Like that's your passion and you're like dead set on I'm going to do fish and wildlife my life. Uh-huh. I'm totally okay with that. I don't care how much money it makes. Da, 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 da. That's great. But if you're not going to do fish and wildlife, then it kind of, you know, you got to shoot yourself in the foot because what are you going to do after that? It's not like you can go cross into being an accountant somewhere. That's true. It's it doesn't not, transfer. It doesn't. So Maybe you, another wildlife type job, like working in a safari or like well, Healthy Discovery Channel, Tame Tigers, I don't know. Like so, a, for example, you know, when I got my degree, I went – first I got like a technology degree, which was basically like the first step to getting your engineering degree. Mm-hmm. Okay, So I went for a technology degree, and then I wanted to cross into management, so I got a technology and management bachelor degree. Okay, nice. But this way, I have a managing degree, so I can get really into kind of some kind of generic management job. But I could also – I have a specialized field for technology. I mean that still is pretty general, but the point is is if it, if it ever ends up closing the window of like technology degrees for some – I still have a general business degree. You know, I think, I think people who are going for school who get like a generic business degree, you know, I, I don't think that that's that bad of a thing. It's not. And you know what kind of terrifies me, right? Because we're moving into like the future of – technology and computers and uh like coding Mm -hmm. like i'm hoping like that's something my kid i like i hope that my kids are savvy with computers like they can get on a computer code something like work with the computers and work with that kind of technology i'm 30 years old i'm gonna be 31 next week and it terrifies me to think that if my career right now doesn't work out and things change, which they're going to change dramatically 10 years from now. And I still won't even be that old. I'll be 40, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think I can learn those things. I, I don't think – like, I don't know if I'm capable of surviving you know in the I world know, of the future, dude. Do you know how I know you're wrong? Because we already did it. For those of you that are fucking old enough to remember MySpace, you could fucking be your own I couldn't even do that. I was horrible. Oh, I was, I was a master My shit was generic as hell. Oh, yeah. I mean they had that auto code thing where you're like – um, 
enter what color you want in this parentheses and I put oh. like blue and you did all the yeah the you're HTML good at that I just did the copy and paste of the pre-made ones oh yeah but I mean but I mean you can get like the fucking flash glittery background I've seen girls with that have you seen the, the video of Tom of what he's doing now somehow this just popped up a couple days ago so it's Tom now oh yeah I of saw what that. he's doing and it's like a, like a spoof of him trying to take down Facebook oh I, I was like he looks exactly the same he just has a beard I think I saw like how he lives his life yeah yeah. Has, yeah 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 he's still got quite a bit of money well, he sold it for a, like nine, a almost a bill, dude. Yeah, he sold it for a lot. I mean, and it basically went downhill after that. Because I think the guy that acquired, they sold to Fox, right? Oh, so Fox and Viacom, uh, I believe, bought uh, MySpace, and then basically because Facebook was already around, you got to think Facebook was already kind of. Here. I remember people crossing over, and I remember, I remember. L- uh, looking at Facebook and I was like, this is so plain and boring. And it never changed. It was so night and day because MySpace had, again, you went onto somebody's profile and it was music playing. You could add your, you could, you could edit your top eight. You had a better idea of who this person is than on their Facebook profile. Yeah. That's just white with sub, like categorized boxes. Yeah. yeah. What so, do you think did it? Why do you, do you think it was just because it was the new thing? Like, why did people feel so interested to try out Facebook and kind of abandon MySpace? I don't know. I think it was because you had you had so much choice, and it was so um, there's so much involved. It, it almost sometimes when you went on people's pages, it was overwhelming. It was like Jesus Christ. Like I remember, um, uh, you know, some people had like a like a fucking trippy ass background. Yeah. Would, you know, some had sparkles and they were bedazzled. Some people had like shit moving. Well, then there was a remember the drama around uh, the top four, or the top eight. I kind of. I you, did you listen to my first episode? I think yeah, yeah Jordan. I think I remember still yeah. put put me Jordan Thomas never. Ne- put, oh yeah, he never. He put was you my on best it. friend. I don't know if you guys had a best friend, but my best friend did not put me on his top ten. Yeah, that for was years. Slap in the face. I would tell him like, can I get on your like top ten? Is it wrong for for your best friend to put you on his top ten? And then he'd be like, yeah, I got you, Greg. You know, I'll put you on it. Then the, the guy that was that was behind me, I felt like he he was less friend. Wasn't even on the list. Pops up on the list before me. I'm like. This is like a – it was a very practical and functional social ranking system. Oh, yeah. And I felt slighted by everybody. I felt like nobody liked me. Especially, if, nobody's especially if you didn't put your girlfriend or something like that on the time. You know what's funny? My girlfriend – I had two girlfriends that didn't have Facebook or MySpaces. So telling people that I had a girlfriend, people thought I was lying. They're like, well, why isn't she on your yeah, top five? Your, yeah. Because she doesn't have one. Yeah. Like now, a lot of people don't know much about my wife publicly because she doesn't have a Facebook. Yesterday, yeah. we're at the hotel, and we we got back around like 10 o'clock because she had homework to do. And um, my in-laws or my wife's aunt that was watching the kids was talking to us through Facebook Messenger, kind of keeping us updated with the kids. Yeah. And so I hear the ding go off, and I go – I'm like, oh, go on her Facebook Messenger. And I'm like – the first thing it goes to is like where it shows the the stories of everybody. It's green. It shows everybody that's yeah. on. Yeah. And I was like, wow, she's friends with like five people I'm friends with. Right? And I'm hmm. like, what the fuck? And then I looked and there's my profile picture on her thing. I'm like, you're on my Facebook on your phone? And she's Your like, wife is? Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, but I don't have a Facebook. I just use that to communicate with Melinda. I'm like, how'd you get my login <laughs> info? You never asked me what for any of this. How'd you? I'm thinking like you've always had me. Yeah. I could be doing horrible shit on Facebook. I had no idea that my wife has my login info. See, that's the thing though is it, when it, when you have a spouse, they will they you have access to each other's stuff. I mean, and if you don't, then you know you're doing something shady. Really? I mean, but I, I, I keep. I mean, my wife has 
my 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 pins to everything I do. So I, I yeah, can't. Yeah, like to say if she grabs your phone, just needs your phone for something. You're not going to be like, oh wait, give me my phone, let me. No, you're, it's that's people that have something to hide do that. Yeah, but I mean, ultimately, yeah, I I, I remember. I think that's the reason why. I left MySpace at least is it just got so overwhelmed with like choices and options it didn't and all have that. Too many choices. And then Facebook was just so clean cut and, ju- and just very simple. It was just so simple that it was kind of like I think it also was most people started moving over to it. So I had friends who I was like, "Hey, uh, you got a MySpace? I'll th- I'll add you." And they're like, "No, I got a Facebook though." Yeah, and less and less people had MySpace. Was Instagram a thing? Then no, too? I don't think not that I. Can I feel like Instagram of. came after. It came after for sure. Um, there had to be some other, oh, there was Tumblr. I remember people were getting on Tumblr during Facebook. A lot of like, I know it's like, a, it was like a subgenre and subculture of artists that were getting on Tumblr, but I know, I, I knew like, uh, Snapchat was Snapchat. Never, I never used I Snapchat. I never did that. I, ne- I never got, well, for one, I think I was in a relationship when it was big. So I was like, I wasn't going around sending dick pics. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, that yeah. had to be a fun time for some people. Like, I to think did, that, like, yeah. there are a lot of people that enjoyed Snap, like, Snapchat titties, and nobody saw them but them. They just disappeared into the, the, like, the universe afterwards, you know? Yeah. I never got to do that with Snapchat. I never got to do that with, like, any of the dating sites either. I met one chick on a, t- like, a Tinder site, and that was a terrifying two weeks. <laughs> yeah, you gotta stay away from dating girls on Tinder. Yeah. Is that how you guys think? You guys think <laughs> on Tinder? <laughs> Well, then, yeah. okay. Well, to be honest with you, I met my wife at work. So when people say don't meet your significant other at work, they, it's, uh, you know what, doing, though? I, I think, I think there's a lot of good in Tinder, especially, you know, I, I, my wife already knows this. So it's not like I have to hide this part of it. But when I, when me and my ex broke up, I was like, I was late to the Tinder game. So I was like, okay, well, now I'm going to join this, you know, and see what it's all about. And I was like, but if I'm going to join it, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, do it right. I'm going to yeah. go big on it. So I bought the monthly subscription. You did subscription? Oh, yeah. I got the gold. You got her with a subscription? Oh, I got the gold. So this is why. I'll tell you. I got the gold or whatever the, the paid subscription is. And what's dope about that is that uh, not only can you match more or there, it's unlimited or whatever, but because uh, cause you know you get so many swipes with like the free version. Before oh, I had no t- idea. Oh, you didn't know that? You get so many before it would tell you like – You got to wait till tomorrow? Or whatever. Well, so, yeah. So, you, not only that, but what the dopest feature was is that you can search for people who aren't from Oregon who are visiting there. That was an option. So, what I did – So, you could get, like, tourist booty? Exactly. So, <laughs> what awesome. I, so, what I did – so, what I did is I did that, and I wanted to, I wanted to like, meet people who weren't from my area because that was the biggest reason why I didn't want to date or, you know, date somebody in Oregon is just because it's like everybody in my area probably went to high school with me, knew somebody I went to high school with. I mean, it's just such a smaller, smaller community. Yeah. I wanted some because I just got back from traveling and, you know, being in the Navy where I've met people from around the world. I kind of still had that itch of like, I want to meet somebody who's well-traveled. Yeah, I get that. Somebody who's not from here and have seen some shit. You definitely put more thought into like your Tinder experience than most people did. Well, yeah. Some people just want one ass. I get it. But I wanted to talk to somebody who's like, oh, yeah, I'm from um, Greece or I'm from wherever. Did you ever dabble in like Farmers Only or like no. ChristianMingle.com? No, I never things? did any of that shit. No? No. no. But, but uh, long story short with this thing is basically um, – I, you know, I, I, I match with people who, who aren't from Oregon who are here visiting. And so I would be like a tour guide. Don't, and then I, that? and then I, anyways, I match, I ended up matching up with Vanessa. And, well, uh, I, so I feel like the people that are the tourists, right? Are they aware of this feature? I don't know. 
Because I Nobody feel like ever inquired about it. I feel like this feature is very insightful for you. Oh, it was great. I mean, maybe they had the free version, and so that yeah, they didn't have that option. So they don't, don't know. know that they're being targeted by men who are looking for women that are just visiting okay, the area. But then again, if you're visiting this area, you want to meet. How many times do you go on? I mean, if you were single, you go on a road trip somewhere, and you're like, oh, I wonder who. That is true. It's, yeah, it's kind oh, of. I wonder who's local in the area and wants to go out and you know go on. I a get date that. And, yeah, know. that makes sense because it, it's kind of like you don't even have to ask them because they're really that's what they're no, doing. No, in fact, I, I had I had a couple dates. Where we didn't do anything at all. I just was, I just took them to like Multnomah Falls and stuff like that. Stuff that didn't require money. You're like, oh, okay. Well, no, but it, it was, it was fun for me to like be a tour guide to an extent. That and, is fun. And just talk. I mean, so like I said, I had a couple of dates where I, we didn't do anything at all. You we got just, them familiar with the area. Yeah. We just, we actually just talked and I learned about like one girl was from Columbia and just talked about her hometown and, and talked about here. And it was, it was fun just talking, you know, kind um, of like, Kind of getting an entrance into each other's yeah. life and experience. But I told him, I told my, I told my wife this one girl, the the girl right before her, she was a lawyer and she just moved here to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And uh, where was she from? Uh, New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she moved here to the West Coast uh, and wanted to be a. She was a lawyer. And so, anyways, I don't know if she was just here for a case or if she moved here. I don't. One of the two. Because no, because she had a she had a hotel, and I'll never forget like. Right off the bat, I uh, met her out in the parking lot, uh, went to open the door for her, and the first thing that she did was like, you know, kind of like, hmm. she acted like it was like I should have done that, which I, okay, that didn't really bother me. It's whatever. But then, like, she stood by the chair waiting for me to pull it out for her to sit down. And she's your age. Yeah. Yeah. She's my age. But, but then it was like, um, it was expected that I was paying for the dinner. Um, everything we talked about was about her life in New York and about how, you know, uh, you know, how tough it is being a lawyer, how much schooling she had to do. So, and, said, so did she like ask you any questions? It was, was like, like back it was and like forth five, conversation? five, five responses for her to every one question she asked me, oh, you know? And so anyways, fun. at a certain point I got so fed up with it, like how full of herself she was. And she did you tell her, Oh, I was so, no, I didn't tell her. I just basically just started ordering drinks. Started, <laughs> You're like, I'm I just, getting drunk now. Yeah, I started ordering drinks because um, we had uh, we had an Uber. Well, I ended up taking an Uber there. Yo, I've never used an Uber. Yeah, I've never used an Uber, a Lyft, or nothing. Yeah, I, I can't bring my because I it's like the unpredictability of how much it might cost. Like, I, well, I think, no, it will tell you how much it costs before you even do the trip. Oh, it really? will say this okay. trip is going to cost you twelve dollars, and so you know you can you can yeah, you can map it out. Oh, because I used to drive for Lyft, and like, but I never like did like i never got picked up so i always thought like do you just is it like a taxi you just find out how much it costs when you show up to your destination no yeah i don't know how it works if you change your mind midway uh, through the trip yeah but when you plan out hey i want to go from here to here so you guys were sharing the same uber no, no no i took a different uber there i met her and i did i took an uber because i was like i don't know where this night's gonna go so i'm not gonna drive so anyway i took an uber there and then we ended up taking one uber to leave, I think because she was expecting that I was going to end up continuing the night. Oh, yeah. When I dropped her off, we got to uh, her uh, hotel, and then I was like – What kind of hotel was it? What, like, was it, 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 it was, it was, it was a, a Shiloh Wind? I don't, I don't remember, dude. I was hammered. I was drunk. I was hammered because I was she? so pissed. No. I was so pissed. Maybe she thought the night was going well. I was so <laughs> pissed that she was so full of herself that I was – And you're was, still going about your night. like Yeah, as soon as we got there – She's like, well, it's you know, it's it's wow, it's not as late as I thought it was gonna be or whatever. And I was like, I was like, 
yeah, I got a busy day tomorrow. I said something like that. I was like, yeah, I got a busy day tomorrow. You sarcastic. Do you want me to open your door for you? No, I didn't do any of that. And I made her open the door. I was like, that was good seeing you. And then she could tell I was like basically ghost, like not ghost her, but I was basically. I can picture you somewhat hyper aggressive during a date. But here's the thing. The day before I went on a, on my first date with Vanessa and we had such a good time, uh, going to this like jazz, uh, kind of, you know, performance and whatnot. It was fun. And then I had this experience and I remember thinking like, fuck, that night was so much better than this bullshit. And she actually asked me questions about me and was super sweet. And, uh, and in fact, on our first date, she thought I was going to bring her flowers, but I knew she was into records. So I was like, uh, Hey, uh, I was like, uh, name, name like an artist that you really like. And she was like, Oh, I really like like Fats Domino. Really? So I went over to my records. I was like, flip, flip, flip. I was like, okay, I got you. And so I ended up, I, I walked up to her at, at this uh, elephant in the park, you know, that elephant yeah. in the park cafe. I, we met there and I ended up uh, walking with my hand up. Walking up to her, my hand behind my back, and she's like, "Oh God, this guy's about to pull out on flowers. me." <laughs> and I ended up pulling her out, pulling out a record, and she—I mean, she loved that. But it was such a good time that I was like, "Fuck this other girl." I was like, "I—I'm not going to put up with this so, shit." If you don't mind me asking, so how long was the second date between the first date? Like, how long did until you guys hung Next out day. again? Next oh, day. oh, oh, oh. Be- before me and her hung out yeah. again, probably yeah, a few days or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah, but yeah. Anyways. <laughs> It it just Tinder's great. I I think Tinder's great, especially if you are just trying to do booty calls. I, to me, I'm I don't know. I'm not really that. I guess there's a difference to me between you go to a club and you happen to meet a girl in the club, mm-hmm. and then you just happen to go home with the, with each other, versus oh, I'm planning on just fucking this person, like like by swiping right on them and basically like hey, you just want to meet up here and it's but that's not implied like for both of you before you show that's up what I'm, i don't like the planned implied if that makes sense but they sense. don't tell you they don't like hey you know we should do this it's not like you're going on the date for the booty call it's no. really just like let's hang out and deal with all this bullshit even though at the end we really just both of us want this one thing sure i but let's do for me i'd rather do the dog and pony act of like okay let's go on a date and I make it somewhat of a normal experience, but I've talked to people where they're like, oh, no, no, no. We, we both told each other we're going to hook up. Cause that's fairly common. Met. I didn't know that. Yeah. And to me, I, that's, I don't like that force, like that planned, oh, we're going to kind of thing. I don't even, like, I get, I get for some people that's completely normal. That's how they communicate with it. You know, like, you, I'm sure dudes on Grinder just like, or like, hey, let's meet up at this coffee shop. And then they end up blowing each other in the bathroom or something, you know, but like, for like me, I can't just, organize a sex meeting i was never capable of doing that i don't i, I don't have like the fucking gum shit for that to think of like because i'm about to and meet I, up with this girl and just go have sex with her and not have a conversation i wouldn't even say it's an age thing for me because yeah even when i was in my early 20s the idea of of like if you go to a club they're not i don't i don't well i don't think this way but i wouldn't think that they go to the club saying like the you know the first guy I see is the guy I'm going to end up taking home or whatnot. They're just trying to go out and have fun. Like this, that's what I'm pretending that they're thinking. Whereas if you're doing this Tinder thing, like you're, I don't know, I wouldn't want to hook up with a girl who's like, oh yeah, I do this on the regs. Yeah. Like, cause a girl can, or a girl or a guy could go out, have an amazing night and it just fucking happens. And that's not, it doesn't make them a slut. It doesn't make them anything bad. They just had a great time and it led to that. But if you're on Tinder purposely looking for that, like, I don't want to hook up with a girl who does that. Because that means like, you know, what number am I? Am I like the hundredth dude that you've done this with? Like, I don't know. It just that's what I think. Yeah. Well, like when I was on Tinder, it was always never. It was never at like a a fun point for me. When I decided to go on Tinder, it was like right 
after a breakup. I'm feeling insecure. I'm feeling sad. I just want some female attention. So I'm swiping, swiping, swiping. And then usually the women that matched with me were really nerdy white chicks or very fat black women. Oh. Right? I mean, I am the opposite of a very fat black woman. But there was this one girl. I'm not going to say her name. The one I told you basically ruined Tinder for me. Oh. Like we meet – she worked at uh, a theater in Portland, and we met up after she got off work. Mm-hmm. And there was a pizza place nearby, and she's like, hey, you want to go get a drink? Go have a beer at this pizza place and uh, get some pizza. I'm like, sure. That would be fun. It's kind of casual. I was like, we're just chilling in Portland, and I'm down to get some pizza. So we're sitting there, and I just met her yeah. with minimal conversation on Tinder. Like we said, hi, hey, how are you, things like that. But we didn't – we knew absolutely nothing about each other. So I'm sitting at this – we're sitting at a bar stool along this counter, and we're eating our pizza, and I have like a beer. And she just like scoots her chair closer, you know, just like scoots it closer, mm-hmm. sits next to me. And I'm like, okay, that's nice. And then she um, grabs my butt cheek. And I'm like, well, that's different. Like what? <laughs> what? what is – why am I doing anything that's warranting a – a cheek grab while I'm eating my pizza and drinking my beer, <laughs> right? And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, and now I'm feeling nervous. Like yeah. I just got nervous, not comfortable. I wasn't, I didn't know how to feel. I didn't know to be flattered, to feel like, am I being taken advantage of right now? Because she was a slightly taller black woman, very attractive, but she was a lot better so than me. She could beat you up. She probably. could beat me up. Yeah. She could beat me up. She had a bunch of tattoos, mainly Harry Potter. Like I felt like she, if she wanted to beat me up, she'd sacrifice me to like her cat or something. <laughs> Like it, she'd feed me to like her five cats that she has. And so like, I'm like, okay. And, um, so we just sit and talk for a little bit after that. We, I feel like the butt cheek grab after a few minutes made me more conversational because I, I wanted to avoid the awkwardness by any means. So I just started yeah. talking more. And so it went nice. And then like, I'm walking, uh, I parked like two cars down from her without knowing it was her car. So we're kind of walking to our cars. And I'm like, oh, I was like, it was really nice hanging out with you. You know, if you want to hang out again, I'm totally down. She's like, oh, okay. She's like, she's like, where do you live? And it was right when I just moved to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I live across the bridge in Vancouver. Where do you live? And she's like, oh, I live in downtown Gresham. And I was like, oh, okay. I know where downtown Gresham's at. Where at? Like, she's like, oh, I live with, like, um, like when you go through downtown Gresham through all this like bars and you get onto Pal, just like a block down the street, like past the gas station and the bank. And I'm like, cool. Okay. Let's do it. Next day, um, uh, I get off work a little early. I didn't think we were going to hang out. She asked me to come over to her house. And she's like, um, she's, we're like watching, I think we were watching Harry Potter. Like this girl really loved Harry Potter. And she had snakes. Like, like I really, I learned that I love snakes through this one. You got to be careful with those Harry Potter girls. Yeah. No, I, uh, yeah. The, uh, to, Wild. Let me continue with the story. I had to avoid a lot of things. So like we hung out and like, I think we went to – because she she had like a lot of jobs. She like had like three jobs. She worked part-time at like a bar in downtown Gresham, the one with the car on it. Oh, I think I know what you're talking you know, about. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we went there, met up with some friends. Nothing happened. Next time we hang out at her house, we're doing stuff. Now it's gotten to the point where like we're actually you know, we're getting physical with each other. Go up, we go up in a room, and we're kind of making out, thinking like we're going to have sex. It got to this point, I'm going to spend the night. she and pull she, out a wand? She pulled out a cl- – she opened her closet, and – Sex dungeon galore. Like this, like her closet was like an entrance to like the bat cave of fucking. And I was like, like I see leather, like primarily black leather kind of. That's the first thing my eye went to. It was like, okay. And then gigantic black objects for oh. like anal rapings, like not, not a good time. And I'm like, oh. well, not a good time for you. Not a good time for me. Yeah. And she's like, she's Each like, she's on. And it was kind of heading towards like a cuffing situation where I kind of had to like divert from that because I'm like, never been like, last thing I want to do is be cuffed to a bed with a woman I barely know when I just visually saw gigantic 
brutally horrible objects hanging in the closet that she probably had a great time with, but just not for me, right? So this is the first time I've been ever put in a moment where I had to decide, am I going this How route? How far are you willing to go? Yeah. This is like, what are my limits? Yeah. Am I willing to do this? Is this stuff? I think, I think. I've never seen the I've never seen the movie, but I would think that you need like a, that that would be like the platinum closet. I didn't say any think, lube anywhere. I saw no lube. Honest. But counter, what I'm saying nothing. is like you need to warm up to that closet. Like you need to have like a gold and a silver closet before you just open the platinum. Yeah, door. but she didn't. It didn't and, even like ease into like that. Is, isn't that how? Uh, isn't that how Fifty Shades of Grey is? Is uh, take it like a tiny step at a well, time. Well, like, he has. I thought he had different levels of room. Like he had one closet, and then he had like a actual like room well she lived on the second level of her mom's house so she didn't have like a but secret start chamber with, just start with like oh here's a bedroom drawer with like a vibrator yeah it. that's all and then say. and then from there she's like oh check out this what do you think like get bedside your, your cabinet opinion? that has a whip in it and yeah, you should that's what she should have done instead of putting all your shit in one closet next to each other like start off with like the nightstand yeah. to like a bigger drawer where you put your underwear the bigger the drawer the the, the more you know in, in depth it is like yeah the more Heavy, heavy. The, At the each item date, in. you you go up to the next one. Yeah, you know. But no, I was immediately just overwhelmed, like by this gigantic closet full of fucking Man. like whips. Um, what are those paddles called? Where you fucking flogging paddles? Yeah, and like objects, and like I was just terrified. I was like, she didn't even talk about this at all. But you know what makes me think? If she was kind of like more of a dominatrix, it depends. I think she would probably. She sounds like more. She was a dominatrix one. Yeah, I was looked, definitely a bottom. Which means she looked at you like a beta. I, I, <laughs> not surprising. <laughs> she's like boy. this little pussy, small yeah. white boy. Yeah, she's like, I'm only looking for pussy white boys who are clearly I can dominate. And she's like, oh, this guy looks perfect. And ironically, bro. And like, okay, so like after that, I, I kind of made up some lame ass excuse. Like, I got to go home. I got to leave. I'm like, I'm like, oh, you know, I got something going on tomorrow. Early, I forgot about. It. I really got to go. She's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I really got to go. And so I go home. And I'm like – and I'm living with my sister at the time, so I can't even talk about it with yeah. my sister. You know, when I get this, I'm just like, oh, fuck. I go to work. I think it was like two days later I go to work. And it was right before Halloween. At this point, I got a Halloween costume. She was going to be Poison Ivy. I was going to be fucking Batman. The same girl. The same girl. So right? you went on another date with her after? We were already together at this point. By the second date, we kind of said that we're together, right? And that, it was primarily for the booty. So later – But it just you just made it sound like you hit the brakes on that. Yeah, but we're still – I didn't break up with her. So you basically said close the closet. I just want to – just do missionary. <laughs> no, I went home. Well, there was oh, okay. nothing from the, after that point. I oh, just, okay. Like, after that point, you didn't know. Okay. Yeah. So two days go by. I got you. And uh, I'm at work, and I'm with one of my friends at work, and I'm like, dude, I think i got to break up with this girl. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I told, I told him everything I just said, and he's like, damn. And he kind of likes it. That's what I'm saying. It's he's like, own. damn, dude, you kind of missed out. Some, like, people, really? that's like, some people that's like open doors at Disneyland. And well, like, oh ironically, so I break up with her on Halloween, which is her favorite holiday. She had a job working at the theater. She worked part-time at a bar, and she worked at one of those uh, – those, like, Did she dress up as Harry Potter? No, no, no. She was oh. she, she was good dressed as Poison Ivy. Oh, yeah. Poison she did have like wands and Harry Potter tattoos and every, yeah, on yeah. her, so she's a big Harry Potter fan. Went yeah. there like every year. But um, she worked at one of those like franchised – uh, haunted houses that would come and like oh, yeah, work yeah, at like yeah, yeah. she worked at that one I think up in Gresham that yeah. was there and so Halloween's like her favorite holiday and I told her I was like man I don't know about breaking up with her on Halloween it's like her favorite holiday it's gonna be a horrible holiday for her oh now it's her worst holiday well yeah. I did I'm at work so I just text her and broke up and with her. you texted her yeah I'm such a bitch I was like 22 you know, no and... wonder she thought you were a beta <laughs> at the time I <laughs> probably think a lot of people think I was a beta right uh. okay guys we're gonna wrap this up 
You we'll, know? we'll talk. I, I know you wanted to talk about a lot of stuff. We'll make no, sure we talk one, about that next next yeah, episode. No, we'll we'll talk more. We'll, you know, we talk about whatever comes to our mind. Um, yeah, guys, follow me on Instagram, uh, YouTube at the Wild Weird. Um, if you guys have any suggestions of things you want to hear us talk about, uh, topics, um, any information that we might have gotten wrong, and you guys want to correct us, that way we're, we're we stay more informed. Uh, hit us up on the Wild Weird uh, on Instagram or. Email me at thewildweirdness at gmail.com. Uh, Grant, is there anything you'd like to promote, my friend? No, keep watching this 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 show, man. And I'm, you're doing great things. It sounds like you're investing more into your your equipment and your production and all that. That's yeah, great, dude, man. You got to invest and, in yourself, you know, because if this yeah. thing works out, it works out. If it doesn't, then at least I can say I tried. Yeah, yeah. I, I and eventually I'll you know I'll get back to my my podcast. I think what I'm going to do is I'm like I, I said before I'm going to. Like I'm gonna knock out like several of them, and then just draw them all at once. And just do you have ideas of who who you're gonna be doing in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, I mean the the one I'm I'm about ready to start recording right now is Al Green, which is which is also you know a pretty wild story. Um, and then after that, I I'm I'm at a crossroad between like the animals, or I might do like Buddy Guy, who's blues singer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so somewhere in there, you know. I'm trying to switch up genres, but at the same time, I you know, it's, I, I'm looking for an interesting story that I can really knock out like a good hour's worth of time with. Okay, you know, so no, I look forward to the Al Green one, and like I don't know, you're just so good at researching, yeah. And you turned something that I feel like could be very kind of like kind of like a librarian would give you information on, but you make it interesting. You bring in the listener, and you're very descriptive. Well, because I, really I, tr- I, I try to talk about like not only – like if I'm going to talk about like a, a label that they got signed with, I'll do some digging prior to the episode of like what that label was all about. And sometimes like I mentioned um, in uh, – with like uh, my first episode with uh, CCR is like the label that picked them up, Fantasy, was originally doing different types of stuff and mm-hmm. all that. So there's an interesting story behind the label too. So with my with my episodes, I not only talk about the artist, but I'll talk about the setup of like the labels or or the venues that they performed at, and why that might have been a special thing or a big. Oh yeah, deal. you get you had the extra details. Yeah, the extra details. That's where I yeah. Like even if it's like an obscure fact, because yeah. like you're, I feel like I'm more likely to learn something that a VH1 documentary did, showed. Yeah, listen to that like or I'll combine five different sources of information into one. Yeah, you know. It's, it's great what you can get out of like doing research and like digging. Yeah, you know, I think it's interesting. But yeah, that's the wall of wax and uh, wild weird too, man. You're doing oh, yeah. good things. Follow so. the wild wax on Instagram, yeah. uh, Spotify. Uh, give it a listen. Um, thank you guys for listening, watching us on YouTube. We're out. Sweet.